So we were really concerned about uh, uh, edible oils. But we were really not uh, getting into it because it wasn't our place. Until one day, uh, I recall Bhagwai um, Jaspai Patel, who was the chairman of the Amul Dairy, uh, he uh, raised this issue, saying that um, we had uh, the edible oil prices crashed down to I think something like 64 rupees for a daily tin, which worked out to about 4 rupees a liter, which was also the price of milk at that point of time. So it, it was totally incomprehensible that the price of edible oil will come down to the price of milk. It was also very clear that these prices fluctuated dramatically. That the TDR Rajas uh, will talk about um, very good oil seed crop, etc., etc., before the crop comes and um, raise um, the expectations that it's going to be a bumper crop with the objective of uh, pulling down the prices of oil seeds. And the price of edible oil will crash and uh, they will corner this uh, oil and then raise the prices at their free will in the lean season. Also, the lean and fresh season of edible oils seem to coincide with the uh, lean and fresh season uh, for milk. So, that particular year, uh, in the uh, late 70s, it was quite clear that uh, the oil prices have crashed, the milk prices will crash, uh, farmers will suffer, and that something should be done about it. And this was raised by nobody else than the chairman of the Amul Dairy, who also happened to be, at that point of time, uh, the chief minister of Gujarat. You could see the power of uh, farmers being translated into political power. At that point of time, some six cabinet ministers of Gujarat were really the chairman of the six unions. And um, so if the chief minister tells you that there is uh, something that we should be looking at, uh, one had to do that. So we looked at the edible oil sector, started looking at the edible oil sector and carried out a study. While we were carrying out the study, something else happened. Uh, one day, uh, we had a visitor uh, who was trying to see Dr. Korean and we had a common uh, visitor uh, room. And uh, I asked him what was it about. He said he was um, one Mr. Halwai who had come from Tungbadra Industries, uh, which was Birlaji's operations in vegetable oils. And that he wanted to see Dr. Korean because the chief minister has asked him to see Dr. Korean uh, and help him in buying uh, the Bhavnagar Vegetable Products Unit, which was the largest groundnut oil mill in the country. So I had a discussion with Dr. Korean and uh, we decided that if this is what he wants, just listen to his story and then see whether we should get into it because the chief minister already asked us to look into it and maybe that is why he has sent this gentleman to, um, to see Dr. Korean. So this gentleman talked about uh, Bhavnagar vegetable products, the largest unit, it has gone into liquidation and uh, they have a scheme to revive the project and the scheme needs government's approval. So he gave us a copy of the scheme and he said that he needed uh, Dr. Korean's blessings uh, to take over the project. We looked at the scheme and then we decided why don't we formulate a scheme uh, of our own and we take over Bhavnagar vegetable products, which we did. Um, more to learn about the sector until you start running a unit you won't really know what the issues are 
and we were all already um, planning on um, a project based on milk, which which was based on commodity assistance. Ajay Patel was the uh, finance minister, and he also pressed on the same thing. And so we worked out a project to get edible oils from USAID and from CEDA and see as to how we can kickstart the oil seed sector. So the plan was um, to set up cooperatives, uh, equip them with um, their mills, their procurement system, their production enhancement system, their marketing system, on the lines of uh, Amul. So we started with this project and we were making uh, some headway with this. And then came in um, the Prime Minister's visit. Uh, Prime Minister visited um, Anand and uh, at that point of time, India was really stressed out on the foreign exchange. We didn't have enough foreign exchange. Some of you would recall that a couple of years later, we had to send a plane load of gold to England to be able to get some foreign exchange. And uh, the Prime Minister pointed to us that the next to petroleum products, the largest import was vegetable oils. And he says, why can't we produce this? We don't have uh, petroleum, but we surely can produce all this uh, edible oils. And we said, sure, sure, we can. And then he wanted us to save as to how we could do it. So we talked about the project that we already had with the U.S. aid assistance and um, that we were already in this business and that we could um, uh, intervene in the market um, to ensure that the prices are stabilized. And the key thing was that farmers get very low prices if they produce a bumper crop. And if they produce a bumper crop next year, they will not produce it. So um, in, in the year uh, when there is a crop failure, the prices will go up. Next year, farmers want to plant that. And uh, it will be a bumper crop. And if it is a bumper crop, the prices will crash. And, the farm- and this cycle would repeat. And the farmers are not interested in producing it anymore. And um, we had a study carried out. And I must say that was a landmark study. Uh, Pishar Shah did that. And that study pointed out that if we had 5% of uh, edible oil market, uh, we could keep the prices of edible oils within a narrow price band of uh, 20 rupees to 25 rupees. I'm talking about figures way back uh, in the late 80s. And that we could operate in a 25% band. So if the price is 20 rupees, when you buy, it shouldn't be allowed to go beyond 25 rupees. Uh, to protect consumers and prices would be stabilized. So we mentioned to the Prime Minister that we have uh, a plan. Um, we need to buy about 5% of edible oils and we can then ensure that the farmers will get good prices. And if they get revenue prices, that we will produce everything. We also pointed out to the, uh, to the Prime Minister that the edible oil in the global market is uh, really big now. There are surpluses in North America and in, in Europe. And I recall at that point of time, Canadian farmers were being paid something like $600 a ton for canola seeds. And canola oil was being traded at $600 a ton. It should really be two and a half times the price of uh, the seeds. But that's not what was happening. So the oil exporters like Malaysia and Indonesia, we provided the oil in the world, the palm oil, they were really price takers. Have to compete with these people, and that's not possible. Why don't we give them the prices that the farmers?
So he picked up uh, 200 tons of oil to be delivered 10 days later, and the market, market didn't move even by a cent. And we were kind of intrigued. The total uh, offerings were 200 tons. We picked up everything, and the price doesn't move up. And so he did the same thing the next day, and nothing happened. He doubled the quantity to be picked up, and nothing happened. And we kept on doing it for days, and nothing would happen. And we were now concerned that you know any day the order will come, and we will have to take the price to 20 rupees. And if it is not moving, we'll probably be picking up this oil, and the prices may never move. So we were really concerned. And I remember asking uh, Mr. Sooth. Um, who uh, was with the uh, oilseed cooperatives for a for a while? He was a very knowledgeable person. I think he was the, with the VMA at that point of time. And I asked, "What is happening?" And he said, uh, "You know, we don't know. But why don't you pick up some oil in Bombay?" Now it made no sense at all as to why should we pick up oil in a consumption center rather than a production center. But then uh, we had a great infrastructure. We had a great team in uh, handling commodities. And this team in Bombay was pretty good. They promptly picked up 200 tons of uh, mustard oil in Bombay market, and the price moved up by 50 paisa a kilo. It was unbelievable. And the next day they picked up another 200 tons, and they moved up by another 50 paisa. And you could see as to how you could intervene in the market. And as soon as the prices moved up in Bombay, the prices moved up in Rajkot. So Rajkot was really not. Uh, but they were not the price makers. The price makers were out there in Bombay. And then comes the uh, government order, uh, sanctioning us uh, the 3,000 crore rupees. Uh, government provided the guarantee, and the conditions were simple: that we'll give you 30, uh, 30 uh, thousand crores uh, of line of credit. The government will guarantee it, and since you will buy it 20 rupees and sell it 25 rupees, we will make profit. And up to 30 crores of profit will be kept by the dairy board for infrastructure development and the remaining money will go to the government. That was the way the MIO was structured. So we uh, started picking up this oil and the first thing we uh, came across was that as soon as the order was issued, the straight dairying corporation moved into the market and hired every storage tank in the country. We don't have storage capacities. We would have to hire too. But whenever people will go out in Bombay to hire these tanks, they were told, you know, everything was uh, taken over by STC yesterday. That, that was, you know, you could see as to how uh, the government program will be sabotaged by government agencies. So we went and uh, complained to uh, the cabinet secretary, who was the chairman of the steering committee for this operation. Now, please look at the support the government had. The steering committee for this operation consisted of the cabinet secretary, Dr. Kurian, uh, secretary civil supplies, secretary commerce, anybody who was uh, involved in edible oils uh, was a part of this decision making. So we went and complained to Mr. Sheshan that this is what STC has done. He promptly called a meeting of the steering committee and um, asked the STC as to you know, uh, what's happening. And the STC coolly said, sir, we will look into it. You know, as if they don't know what is happening. So uh, Mr. Session uh, quietly said, look, I am not a, uh, a doctor. I'm a surgeon. I chop, chop, chop. If this oil uh, storage is not released to the dairy board promptly, there will be heads rolling. 
and surely we got all the capacity that we needed and then we were uh, uh, we were back in operation so we picked up um, quite a bit of oil and uh, at this point of time i can tell you we picked up something like 60000 tons of oil the prices came to 20 rupees very rapidly and the farmers were happy that they got good prices there was an agency which was intervening into it and actually the oil they were being bought by their own cooperative they trusted their cooperative like in milk so uh, it, it seemed to be going in the right direction but we we were all uh, very new to this but the principles were the same the principles were there is a seasonal variation and if you pick up the stock in the first season and hold it on to the um, for the lean season you will get good prices that's what uh, was happening in milk we picked up all the milk in first season when the prices would go down we didn't allow the prices to go down and conserved it as a commodity and sold it in the in the lean season and um, so a lot of market analysis was needed and we were very fortunate to have Irma with us and i remember uh, three Irma professors uh, professor uh, rajagopalan um, professor pasalkar uh, economist and i think there was uh, this uh, professor who was in charge of computers because there was so much of data to be analyzed accurately and so they were uh, totally committed so we had a research group uh, and
So how long did you stay uh, in with NDTV? I left in 1988. So 10 full years, huh? 10 full years, yes. Uh, I opted for first VRS. Okay. And in fact, uh, I was asked to see somebody in GCMM for a job. Hmm. So I'm dead and I had an offer from Elecon Engineering. Then I decided to join Elecon Engineering. Okay. And, and when then I was there for one and a half, two years. Yeah. And then from then I moved on to various agencies like Madhra Communication, Triton Communication. And then I worked there till 2001. And then you started on your own, is that right? Uh, and then in Mumbai and Ahmedabad I worked there. And then in 2001 or two I established my own uh, this thing, uh, communication agency. So 1978 to 2021, that's a pretty long time my friend. And how old were you when you joined Dairy Board? Young, na? Very young. Um, very, my date of birth in 1954. Okay. So, 78. Uh, <laughs> we have to calculate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 24, 24. Uh, 24. I think I also joined around the same age, dairy board. So, during the course of these 10 years, did you get a chance to meet? Uh, you must have got chances to see Dr. Korean, definitely meet him. Yeah, yeah. Wow. A lot of stories are there. So the, I wanted to write it down. The, did you so, do you recall any? Would you like to share one or two? Yeah, yeah. In fact, mm. uh, the Russian delegation had come. Mm -hmm. It's a very funny situation. Mm. So, he was taking them around and uh, then he decided to take them into his office. Whose office? Pure delegation. Up office, man. Up office, office. So, he was with them. He must have gone with them to some maybe computer section or whatever. And then he was coming back with them to his office. And if you remember, sir, after the chairman office, the entrance is a pool. Correct. And it's my inscription behind Monjadaru's. In this case, a Russian scientist had decoded this language. So, you know what it reads. He said, You are the guys who have decoded it, you should be knowing. He said, Reeds, where is my cow? Where is my cow? Where is my cow? That was, uh, you know, uh, that must have been during the, around the visit of uh, Kosijin, is that right? I think it must be around that time. Yeah, no, because I have a photograph of uh, Nitya in Kiran's lap standing on the lawn and Kosijin and Dr. Korean coming and Kosijin uh, playing with Nitya. So I have that picture. Okay. I had a Soviet woman karke magazine hoti thi. picture but I knew uh, the the gentleman uh, from Patriotic Magazine hoti thi, na, newspaper hota tha. To unhone kaafi koshish ki nahi mila, to mene usi magazine ka hi photo ka photo le liya. Anyway, so you were saying something about Dr. Chothani. He was a very interesting 
Okay, hold.